do we believe it? I, I exhorted a few weeks ago, and, and I heard a minister say, he was talk, he's preaching to his church about worship, and he says, listen, we're not going to let anyone in our worship team sing something that we don't believe. And he said, not only that, you know, having biblical worship, but he's saying, we're not going to sing something. We're not going to sing about raising our hands if we're not going to raise our hands. We're not going to sing about having victory if we're not going to live in victory. And, and I think that is so true. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you one individual text tonight, but I'm going to literally be all over the place um, tonight. And I, I just want to lay out some things for you. And, and it really ties in well with what Emma was saying. And, and, and she, she was encouraging us, but yet challenging us. And that's what I believe the Lord wants me to do tonight. So I'm just going to give you some very familiar scriptures um, that, that we quote so often in, in the church house. And, and I just want to lay this out to you. And, and this I've never really preached or taught like this before. But 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. This is a scripture that we all know and quote. And it says, the Lord's speaking unto Paul here when Paul's dealing with a thorn in his flesh. My grace is sufficient for thee. What that word sufficient means in, in the Greek is enough. My grace is enough or exceed or it exceeds expectation for thee. Um, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. All right. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's an awesome portion of scripture. We go on to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Turn to your neighbor and say us. Turn to your other neighbor and say that's you. Okay, you're all quiet on me tonight, but that's all right. First uh, John chapter 4 and verse 4. We hear this a lot. Uh, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Romans 8, uh, 8.37 says, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him, which is Jesus, that loved us. The Bible tells us, uh, Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 11, that verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 12 and verse 11, and they, came, and they overcame him, overcame the adversary by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26 that with men, this is Jesus talking, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. The psalmist says in Psalms 147 and 5, great is our Lord and, and of great power, his understanding is infinite. The psalmist says in Psalms 89 and verse 6, For who in the heavens can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto him? Then it goes on down in verse 8. O Lord God of hosts, who is strong and like unto 
unto thee, or thy faithfulness round about thee. Thou rulest the raging sea, and when the waves therefore arise, you stillest them. God is powerful, is what the psalmist is saying. He goes on in Psalms 113. He says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise Him, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord for this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God? Amen. Can you say that? Who is like our God? Who is like Him? No one's like Him. The Bible even tells us in Isaiah chapter 53 and 5 that by His stripes we are healed. You say, why, why are you laying this all out uh, to us tonight? Because I, I want you to realize something. Uh, that what I'm reading to you is all these verses uh, that, that should be a part of our identity as believers. Uh, we, we know and we, we hear it quoted all the time uh, that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. That God's grace is sufficient. He's enough. Uh, what, what, I'm, what I'm laying out to you tonight is God has got you covered. Okay? As Emma was saying, He's the fourth man in the fire. He's got your victory. He's already won the battle of depression for you. He's already won the battle of anxiety and fear that you deal with. He's already won those things. He's won your salvation. Uh, we know that, right? We, we know that he has, he has, he has stamped us uh, with his mark, with his blood and has, has purchased us with that blood. And we can now go to a place uh, that we call heaven. Jesus has us covered. Uh, but Jesus also tells us uh, in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18, uh, that he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up servants, uh, serpents. And they, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and shall see them recover. Okay, we, we hear that Jesus has us covered, but now he's commissioning the disciples. Wave your hand if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're not just a fan. You're a follower. You're a disciple of Jesus Christ. He's saying, listen, I've, I've now commissioned you. I, I've got you covered. I've got your healing covered. I've got your fears and anxiety covered. The psalmist said, our God is powerful. He's strong and mighty. His, his understanding is infinite. You read through the gospel. You read through the book from cover to cover. We realize that he is everything that we need him to be. He's a mother to the motherless, a father to the fatherless, a friend to the friendless. He is a, he's a leader. He's a guide. He's a savior. He's a deliverer. He's a friend. I love what Psalms 113 said a little bit ago, that who is like our Lord? Who is like him, right? He's got us covered. That's, that's great news. But, but I, I, I want to ask you something. Have you ever went, uh, th this has happened before to me, is you, you look online and you're trying to book a place to go, okay? You're, you're trying to get away, you're trying to have a nice vacation, okay? I'm switching gears here, but there, there's, I'm going to draw it all together for you, so just hang on with me. Is you see it and it's like, man, that looks really nice. That looks uh, really good. I, I like how that looks. Uh, everything is, is where it should be. Everything looks clean. You know, that's a big thing is everything looks clean. Everything looks nice and neat. That was a big thing with my mother. That's a big thing with my wife. That's a big thing with 
with all women. You know, I, I, I'm just going to be honest, uh, and, and I understand that, but it looks good. But then when you get there, it's not as it was advertised. All right? It's not as it was advertised. I remember a few years ago, uh, we went down to Cleveland, Tennessee with the young people and, and we booked these rooms and, and we thought they would be really nice and they really weren't that bad. But I remember getting out of the car and Terry was like, I don't know about this. Okay. Uh, I don't know about this. Okay. It, 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 it was not as it was advertised. It, it was clean enough for us to stay in, but it was not as it was advertised. It, it wasn't what we thought it was. All right. Have you ever said to yourself, is this that? Is this, this is, this cannot be that. This cannot be what I thought I was getting. But I want to ask you something tonight. Is, is, is the church, they're being asked the question by the throne room of heaven and by this world. I read the Bible. I know what God says the people of God should be. But are you that? Are you that people that have the signs following them? Are you the people that, that are living where God's got you covered? Are you the people that says, I know that His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. That God can still do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Uh, is what we're advertising uh, really what's going on on the inside of our churches, on the inside of our lives? Uh, do we just have faith on Sunday morning and Wednesday night? Uh, but when the devil and the enemy comes uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, we don't have any faith and we're, we're just trying to figure out, uh, well, I hope God moves and I, I hope he does this and I hope he does that. What, what I'm telling you is we cannot, uh, we cannot advertise one thing and be presented one way uh, and live another way uh, and operate another way. If we say we can lay hands on the sick and see them recover, uh, we need to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Listen, I'm preaching to myself tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to ask you something. Uh, is where the Church of America is today, uh, is that enough for you? Uh, is coming in and doing our routine, is that enough? Is that good enough for you? Uh, is that okay with you? Uh, Listen, I, I'm great with worship. I, I love the altars. I love the preached word of God. But I want you to know that, that when you read the New Testament church and you compare it, especially the church in the book of Acts, and you compare it to the American church, we are found wanting. We are found lacking. Because God says, I can be everything that you need me to be. I can be more than enough. But I want to ask you something tonight. If God is more than enough, is our surrender enough? Are we giving enough? Are we presenting enough? God's saying, I'm desiring to feel. I'm desiring to move. I desire to do great things in this nation. I just read you verse after verse that young people, God's got you covered. You can speak with boldness. You can operate under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You can stand sure-footed and know that you're on the rock. You know the rock of your salvation, which is Jesus. You know, you know the things. You've heard these things. But I want to present to you tonight, as Sister Emma said earlier, do we believe what we've been taught? Do we operate in what we've been listening to? Listen, it means nothing if you hear me and pastor scream at you and you go home and you never apply anything that has been learned in the Sunday school rooms or in this sanctuary. I want you to know that the world and God himself is asking us a question. 
Is this that? Is this what I've advertised in my word? Is this a people that will operate in anointing and power? Is this the church that will evangelize and reach out to those that are drunken in the gutter? Wrap your arms around them with them stinking, wrapped in their muck in their mire and say, Jesus loves you. God has a plan for your life. Are we the ones that have the signs following us? Are we the people of God that we claim to be? Because I know God is more than enough. But God began to ask me, and I already said it tonight, is my surrender enough? Is my surrender enough? I want to show you an example in Scripture here. Because what, what's happening is we, we advertise the moving of God's Spirit. And what, what has happened in the church and in the social media age, everybody will post a Sunday after service and say, we had a great move of God. And listen, I believe that God has moved in this house in mighty ways and is still moving in this house in mighty ways. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock, but, but I, I want to ask you some questions here. Oh, we had a mighty move of God. Who got saved? Who got delivered? Who got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Who operated in a realm they never knew before? Who, who stepped out and did something they never did? Who, 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 who operated in a manner that they never known before? I want you to know that, that we advertise this and we try to market God. I want you to understand you don't have to market the plan of salvation. You don't have to market how big your God is. You just have to live it. You just have to advertise it on your own. You don't have to, you don't have to bring out big banners and say, oh, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. No, Jesus is in this house and wherever I go, his spirit is, his power is, his healing is, his salvation is, his redemption is because I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. But I want to show you a quick example here. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, it says that they gladly received Peter's words and were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them 3,000 souls. You say, what does that have to do with anything? That's a good, that's, that's a good service, Brother Gary. That is a good service. 3,000 souls. That's a lot of baptizing. I can see all the 120 people spread out in the Jordan River just. That's a good service, right, Brother Keaton? I'd love to see 3,000 souls get saved, right? And then you go into the next chapter, in Acts chapter 3, and, and Peter and John are going to the temple, and, and we, we know the story. There's a man sitting at the gate called Beautiful. He's lame. He, he's asking for alms. And, and the famous saying is, Peter says, Listen, gold and silver have I none. But so says, I have, I give unto thee. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He's healed. That's an awesome, that's an awesome service. It's a great day, right? That's a great day. It's a good service. But I want you to realize something. That even when God was moving, it's not that God's not enough. Church, the reason God's not moving the way that we think He should, it's not because He's not enough. It's not because He's not able. It's because we, we're not giving Him enough. I, I, that's not popular. But listen, something big in my life is availability. 
If I got to get up at three o'clock in the morning, I got to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Because why? Why? Because if I want to preach uh, that I want God to move, and if I want to tell these young people that I want God to move in their life, uh, then, then I have to give of myself. I have to be available for God to use. And the disciples, listen, 3,000 souls get saved. Woo, that's great. A man gets healed. That's awesome. But the Bible says after they're persecuted in Acts chapter 3 and 4, when they're arrested for healing that man, they go back to the upper room and they say, listen, we need to pray for more boldness. We need to pray for a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. We need to pray for more. There's more than what we're living in. You say, there's more? Yes. Well, you just saw 3,000 souls saved. You saw a crippled man walk. But no, those people of God said there is still more. There's still something else for us to operate into. There's still something, a realm that we need to step into. And what began to happen is they began to cry out to God, give us more boldness. Give us more signs. Give us more wonders. We want to see your spirit and your presence move and the Bible says that the house began to shake under the house under the unction of the presence of God under the unction of the spirit of God and they came out speaking with boldness here's what I know here's what I know that that they laid hands on the sick in Acts chapter 3 and saw him recover but in Acts chapter 5 just their shadow could heal the sick why because they said I'm going to surrender more of my life I'm going to give more of my time I'm going to go back into prayer. I'm going to go back to the altar. I'm going to be at my church. I'm going to serve it faithfully. I'm going to be involved in worship. I'm going to be involved in the altar call. I'm going to listen in Sunday school. I'm going to apply the things that they're preaching and teaching in my life. And what happened is the Spirit of God broke out and the church was added to daily. It wasn't just 3,000 in one day. It went from 1,000 to 100,000 to 200,000 to 500,000 to a million and then we're here today because some people decided that what they had was not enough but what they wanted was what was advertised by Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and they said this is not all there is there is still more for us they'll come to the music please Is this all there is? Garrett, is this all there is? We just got to make it from one good service to the next. We can have three bad services in between. Just, oh, I'm just hanging on. I'm just. Listen, that's not living a victorious life. Because I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being honest with you. All those verses I read at the beginning, God's got you covered. You need faith. He's got faith. I'll give it to you. Pray. Ask. Make your needs known to me. You need strength. I got it. I'll give it to you. You need grace. I'll give it to you. Ask. Repent. Make it right. I'll give you grace. You want anointing and power to flow in your life? He said, I got it. I, I've got you covered. 
We hear this all the time because God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. We hear that all the time. We're like, oh, yeah, that's so great. But do you realize that all God is waiting on is you? Oh, well, God's just going to show up in the middle of the night and equip me with everything I need. And No. It's a process. Step by step by step. That's why he says you walk by faith and not by sight because if you walked around by what you saw, you would never step out. These young people had to get over. A lot of them, man, but the people, the people, the people, the people, I can't get over the people. And, 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 and what happened is these young people began to step out because they're saying, Pastor Jade has told me and Pastor Ronnie has told me that if I step out, God will meet me here. Pastor Ronnie's taught on the Holy Spirit in discipleship class and, and, and he told me the Holy Spirit will meet me here. And they don't realize by them stepping out, what you're doing is saying, God, I'm giving you, you're more than enough, but I'm, I'm giving you every, everything that you need from me. Because it's not that God's not able. And it's not because God's not willing. It's because sometimes we're not. We're not willing. I want you to know, I tell these young people, because some of them, it's really funny. I should really record when I ask them to speak because some of the reactions I get, Marcella, are, what? Uh, 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 yeah, you. Why me? And, and I, I tell them all the same thing. I wouldn't ask you to do something that I, I don't think you could do. But I want you to understand from a heavenly aspect, God's not going to call you to something that he's not able to equip you to do. So if he's called, he called all the disciples, Brother Dan, in, in Mark chapter 16, he said, you're going to be witnesses. You're going you're to speak with new tongues. You're going to walk in authority and power. The signs of God are going to follow you. Deadly things aren't going to harm you. You're going to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That was for all of them. That's for all of us. I heard a preacher say the other day in the military they were having such a problem with, with people. You would ask them, you know, uh, uh, Sergeant, what are you? And he would say, instead of saying, you know, I'm an infantryman or this and that, he would say, well, I'm an electrician and, and I do this and I do that. And because they have all these special avenues in the military you can go for. So the Marine Corps said, we're going to switch this up. And, and, and when you're asked what you are before anything, you say, I'm a rifleman. I'm an infantryman. Not what your specialty is. Not what that special calling is because, listen, we all have special giftings and callings. But this minister was just relaying. It's so good. And he said, but we're all called to pray. We're all called to witness. We're all called to operate under the, the, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. No matter what we're specifically called to do, we're all called to be soldiers. First. What I'm telling you tonight is what, what we're advertising, what we're putting out there, is it that? You know what? And I believe in this church, we're seeing, we're, we're seeing that 
what we're talking about, what we're advertising is that because there's people that, that will come up to me, they'll call me, they'll text me or get with us on social media and say, I was blessed, I was blessed. God ministered to me. What that tells me is, is they're seeing not only on social media, not only by word of mouth, but they're seeing in this house the Spirit of God moving. But church, it's not a question, is He enough? We know He's enough. I clarified all that. He's enough. But is our surrender enough? Because I, I want you to realize this if you stand with me tonight. We, we talk about the, the story of David and Goliath and we've preached it so many different ways, but, but I want you to realize just a simple fact. David did not meet anyone's expectations physically. Not even Samuel's. The man that anointed him to be king. And then when he shows up to fight Goliath, he shows up and Goliath's running his mouth and he decides he's going to fight Goliath. Saul's like, well, you need this. Well, you need that. Well, you need this. And, and everybody thinks he's, he's, he's not meeting anyone's expectations. Not even Goliath. Goliath goes out to meet him and he says, am I a dog? In 1 Samuel 17 and 43, am I a dog? Are you making fun of me? You see, because he didn't meet. I'm not talking about just the eye test. Because David may have not met the physical requirements and expectations. But you see, the reason why he was able to defeat Goliath, why he was able to go through his life conquering and, and living in victory, even through the faults, even through the failures, the reason he was able to do that is because he was meeting the expectations on the inside. God, you want more of me? I'll give it. You want to anoint me? You want to use me? I'll do it. Even when everybody else thinks I'm crazy, I'll go out and meet the nine-foot giant. I'll go out and do it. I'll do it. Because we live our whole entire lives trying to meet other people's expectations, especially young people in the social media age. Biggest thing I harp on them is comparisons. Don't get caught in comparisons. You don't need a man because everybody else has got a man. You don't need a girl because everybody else has got a girl. You don't, I mean, we live in a constant, well, I have these expectations. But we need to start thinking about spiritually. Are we meeting the call that God's calling us to? Are we, are we stepping into that? Are we caught up all on the material? The Bible tells us this, and I'm, I'm done. Mark chapter 11, I quoted it earlier. Mark chapter 11, where, where Jesus says, you can speak unto that mountain. Say, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and it'll be done. Everybody reads that, and they're like, yes. But if you read the whole chapter, before he, before he ever tells the disciples have faith in God before he ever tells them that you can speak to the mountain be thou removed first he cleans out the temple what does that have to do with anything we're the temple of the Holy Ghost first he cleans out the temple 
makes availability, makes some room. And it says it should be a house of prayer. Okay? Second thing he does is he curses a fig tree. You say, what does that mean? It's your flesh. And it died. See, when the, when the temple's clean, the flesh is out of the way. Then he, he turned to his disciples because they were astounded that this fig tree was dead. And, and he said, have faith in God. Because now you can speak to a mountain and say, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and it'll be done. And, it, and he said, God will do it for you. But God will do it for you when the temple is in order and the flesh is out of the way and you've made yourself available. He says, now I'm ready to operate. So is this it? Is this all there is? I think there's more for us. Because Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he didn't say, is this it? He says, this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel. So when I ask you tonight, we're going to come to a place of prayer. Am I living it? Am I living what I proclaim? If I, if I say I'm a Christian, I'm full of grace and mercy and forgiveness, am I operating in grace and mercy and forgiveness? If you say you're a believer, how do you approach your situations? Listen, I, I tell you, uh, I'm so proud of our young people. Many of you know that Ethan's father had, 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 had a motorcycle wreck and it, 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 was very, it was a very scary situation for him and his family. And I texted these young people and they just began to respond. We believe God's going to heal. We believe God's going to move. Ethan was saying, I, God's going to heal. God's going to bring my father through. They were very concerned and he's home. He, he's doing fine. He's being able to, to eat and hold down food. And, and, and he said he was cutting up a little bit today. It's because your children, your grandchildren, the people in, in this congregation that have surrounded these young people, what you don't understand is they're not just talking it and, and just doing what everybody's doing in, in worship, but they're living it. That's what it's going to take. But can you give more? Is there more? Who wants more boldness? Who wants more strength? Who wants the power of God to move upon them in a greater way? If that's you tonight, I want you to come. Young and old alike, if you want to pray in your seat, you're welcome to pray in your seat. But I, I would really love for you to come to these altars. Because that's part of boldness too. Is to say, God, I'm, I'm going before you and everyone. And I'm letting them know that I want what your word says I can be and live in. There's victory, I want to live in it. If there's strength, I want to possess it. Jesus, I need you. I want you. I, I desire you. I desire you, Jesus. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to live it. Hey, everybody. Pastor Ron, I pray that today's message and program 
has been just a great blessing to you. And I just uh, am so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.